Howdy folks, welcome back to Wiley Sportsman Show. Hope you guys are following along good, and I hope you guys are hyped for this week's episode because we have drop shotting with Theo Edderburn. Theo, probably one of the best guys I've ever seen work a drop shot in my life. It is if I think of Theo, I think of drop shotting. It's hands down his technique. Uh the way he works that thing and catches so many fish on it just is mind boggling to me. But first, before we get any further, I have to plug my Instagram like I do every week. Uh, my Instagram is at Dylan Welly Fishing. Okay. D Y L A N W E L L E Fishing. All right. So I run the podcast from there. You guys can stay up, you know, stay up to date on what I'm doing. So if I'm hunting that week, you guys can see it. If I'm fishing that week, you guys will see it. All right. You guys see it first. Then I talk about it here. So. For updates on when I am posting uh, episodes, which is now every Monday, you know, hit, hit that up and uh, we will be sure to uh, keep you entertained and keep your feed going crazy because we're doing all sorts of crazy stuff on there. But first, <laughs> before we jump into Theo, I have to tell you guys about my good friends over at Relevant. They are making the best science-based solutions for the outdoor enthusiasts. They are absolutely dominating the sunglasses world and i can't wait to see what else they come out with they their sunglasses and products all their products are extremely high quality you know it's all thought up and uh planned out right here in minnesota so nothing quite like supporting a local company i think they just had a they're at st cloud shields now so go to st cloud shields or i'm sure any shields in the near future get yourself some relevant sunglasses that's rlvnt they are making the best sunglasses out there, okay? They are, it's it's not even, oh, we think this will work. Let's do it. It's the science behind it. It's That's what makes me like them so much. The science, okay, so they had a problem. So they use their science and knowledge and legit numbers. And, you know, that, that's crazy to me. And then they came up with their solutions that way. And now they're selling it to you, okay? Crazy. None of these companies that are just like, oh, let's try this and, you know, uh, we'll, we'll advertise it as this, this, and this. No, this is all science-backed, all right? So, head over to relevant.life to get yourself a pair of sunglasses or anything else that they offer. Because it's not just a company, it's a lifestyle. Howdy, folks. Welcome back to Welly Sportsman Show. Today, we are joined with my good friend, Theo. You want to say hi, Theo? Hello, hello. So, we brought Theo on as our resident drop shot expert. And no, I'm not tooting his horn. He's really good at the drop shot. Isn't that right? Um, sure, yeah, you can say that. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, I've seen you do some crazy things with drop shots. So, I was like, hey, let's talk about techniques. And I was like, hey, my boy Theo, you know, this is flawless with a drop shot so you know perfect opportunity to have him on for the podcast it's gonna be a good time yes sir all right let's talk first things first when to use a drop shot you can basically use it anytime i like to use a drop shot anytime when it's not bouncing on the water so anytime there's an ice <laughs> gotcha and uh <laughs> what what kind of structure do you like to use the drop shot around um, it's great on points, weed edges, rocks. It's really, it's a really versatile lure. You can change up leader length. You can do a lot of different things with it. Fish swim baits on it, cover water. It's just a really versatile bait. 
do you find that you end up using it more like around a certain time of year? So is there a certain time of year that really does you know, like really performs for you? If the bite is really slowing down in the dog days of summer or it's just kind of dragging to a halt in the fall and you got to get down for them, get vertical, slow it down a little, I've found that's when it's the best. Gotcha, gotcha. And what's the biggest fish you've ever caught on a drop shot? Oh, geez. Um, probably like a five-pound largemouth. So when you think drop shotting, you think ultra finesse, correct? And then what kind of things are you doing to like really adhere to that, I don't know, stereotype I'd say, or like the, the, you know, you think drop shot, you think ultra finesse, what kind of things are you doing to really make your setup ultra finesse, especially as far as line is concerned? Right. A lot of the times you're dropping straight vertical on fish. So you don't really have to worry about them running into any kind of cover or anything. And with that, you can use a little shorter rod to kind of video game them right over the side of the boat. So I'm using a sub seven foot rod, medium light, with about a 10 or 15 pound braid, generally high vis, so I can see my line move if I get a tick or something like that. And then I'll be running anywhere from a eight to 15 pound floral leader, maybe even a six pound leader if you're fishing like Malax smallmouth. Mm -hmm. And yeah, all my leaders are floral and I'm tying an FG. And then depending on water clarity, time of year and depth and stuff like that i'll run different like various leader lengths so is there any exception to you know that floral approach or is there any time that you'd consider throwing like a braid out there as a main line all the way down um rarely but if you're fishing like holes in grass and you're using a little stouter rod the largemouth are the exception here Mm -hmm. so you're fishing a stouter rod medium or medium heavy even a little stouter hook and a bigger worm, put, punching it into holes in grass and stuff like that and fishing around a lot heavier cover. I'll bump up to a braid and just fish it straight braid sometimes, but that's about it. So are you always vertical, like vert- fishing it vertically? Or are you sometimes uh, pitching it out there a little bit? Or are you taking bomb casts? So what is your normal, uh, I don't know, I want to say cast, but your normal... Retrieve kind fish- of? Yeah, yeah, what does that really consist of? Fishing swim baits, it's nice to be able to make a bomber cast and just keep that little little two, three-inch swim bait rolling 18 inches off the bottom, keep it suspended a little bit, and they just crush it. So that's that's about the only time where I'll really truly be casting a drop shot is when I'm fishing a swim bait. Mm-hmm. But, so what is... Oh, go ahead. Um. But yeah, so when I'm fishing... When I'm fishing smallies and stuff like that, it'll very oftentimes be straight vertical, trying to hold on a pretty precise spot, trying to get on the tip of a point or right on a boulder or something. What is your average leader length, would you say? And then what kind of factors make you change your leader length? Uh, The biggest factor is water clarity, but I'd say, I don't know, if you could run run a leader... mm, six to six to ten feet long i'd say and then mm-hmm. if i'm fishing crystal clear water um i mean even longer far longer maybe even 20 foot liters but a cool tip i saw is just to fish to fish to where you have your knot on the water basically your leader knot so mm-hmm. you've got a leader about as deep as you're fishing so you yeah. can you can set the hook on straight braid and take those initial hooks i mean 
get that initial hookup and take those initial runs on braid, but mm-hmm. you're completely invisible under the water. Gotcha. So braid's coming off your spool, but all the fish is seeing is floral the whole way down. So how about your leader underneath your bait? Oh, for like your yeah. Tezzling, yeah. Yeah. Um I mean when they're really locked on bottom when it's colder, I fish a, a considerably shorter leader. So like I don't know, maybe six to six inches to a foot if they're locked on the bottom. But in the summer I like to run maybe a foot to an 18 inch leader. Um, especially when I'm fishing grass, I'll run it up even higher. If I'm fishing sand grass or something like that, just to keep it out of there. That was kind of a big thing for us on whitefish was running like two foot leaders and keeping it out of that grass. Gotcha. Gotcha. So, uh, you know, there's all sorts of different types of like drop shot weights. What is your favorite? And do you run lead and, or tungsten? I'm assuming you had tungsten, but what shape is your favorite and why? Yeah, I really, I love the cylinder drop shot weights just because they come through grass so well. And I'm a big grass fisherman, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then you, have, you use tungsten as well? Yep, I, I run tungsten and almost always a quarter ounce, but. If I'm fishing, if I'm fishing deep smallmouth, it'll it'll oftentimes be a half ounce. That's all. That's the only time I really go heavy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, so, what are you using for hook as well, or like, what is your hook of choice? I I use a VMC Nico hook. It just it gets them so well. It's supposed to be a Nico hook, but it just works great. All things finesse, really. That's that's a fantastic hook. I love that one. Yep. I I need more of them actually. <laughs> that's yeah. a great hook. Yep. You can actually even Texas rig off them. Did you know that? You ever Texas rigged them? Right. Those are awesome. And yeah. they're they're a great wacky rig hook and just about mm-hmm. everything you can imagine. Yeah. Yeah. The DMC really hit it on, hit the hammer on the head with that one. And I'm, yeah, my hands down one of, the, one of my favorite, favorite hooks. So, uh, actually, I just got into running some of the spear points. So, like the one that like the weird grooves in them. Okay. And the, I, the reason I picked up a pack of those is they're sharp. Like, like that's the sharpest hook I've ever felt. Like I put my finger on the tip of them, and it like hurt. It was like that sharp, and I was just kind of blown away. And I ended up catching a fish on it this last weekend, and like the grooves in the hook, you know how they're all funky. It actually did what it was designed to do, and kind of lock into the corner of that fish's mouth. I was actually really impressed with those. You might have to give one of those a try. Yeah, yeah, that that could always be worth a shot. Yeah, I just was really really impressed. Sweet. And I know I know this, the answer to this question, but the listeners obviously must not. Now I'm not asking for your, you know, top secret baits, but what are your favorite drop shot baits? Oh, I I really like the X Zone finesse slammer. Anytime I'm fishing smallmouth, they just mm-hmm. go crazy for that thing. Just a little three inch, almost goby profile bait, but it just looks a little bit like everything, and they go crazy for it. Um. Fishing largemouth, gosh, largemouth, they like, honestly, the most sleeper bait I've seen for a drop shot. I don't know how many people I'm revealing this to, but it's got to be a tube. Really? Not a lot of people think to do it, but just on, that. just on Green, Green Lake, I was nose hooking a tube and you get all the great benefits of a tube and you can keep it a little bit off the bottom. It spirals on the fall. And just about half your half your bites will come on the fall. Holy crap. I didn't know that, man. Thank you. 
<laughs> oh my goodness, really? Wow. Like you were saying that and I was literally freaking out because my mind is blown. <laughs> like that's crazy. And uh yeah, but otherwise oh, wow. a conventional straight tail worm will catch them too. Saying that tube on a drop shot can be smallmouth. Uh yeah, just in our last tournament, I think just about every fish I put in the bag was a drop shot fish. So that's crazy. And uh Minnewaska is a similar story. Minnewaska, not so much. We caught some fish on a drop shot, but uh it seemed like maybe a Senko and a tube were the biggest players. Yeah. And uh you ever drop shot a Senko? Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but that, that's something that's highly slept on if you ask me. Yeah, not a lot of people think to wacky rig anything on a drop shot hardly, but it was super effective. Yeah, getting that wacky action that they don't see 10, 20 feet down because nobody has the patience to let a wacky worm sink. <laughs> yeah. If you if you just think about that, they don't see that action down that deep. Mm-hmm. I just, and, you know, I don't, I feel like there's almost like a, a sense of shame putting on like a Sanko. <laughs> I hate that. It's like, a, it's almost like a stigma of like putting on a Sanko. Like I should really throw it on more, but I never do because. You know, I was like, yeah, I'm too cool for that now. It's it's definitely a big shame. I got to do a better job of that. Yeah. Yeah, I hear that. All righty. Well, uh, I think that's all. Yeah, anything else you kind of want to cover or you think I missed? Oh, let's see. I mean, I think we hit about everything. We hit baits, rods, line. I don't think there's much else to talk about leader length. Yeah, I think we got it, man. Yeah. So before you go, I got to talk to you, too, about uh, – Shimano, did you see that they're they're coming off a finesse bait caster? Oh yeah, that bait that bait finesse reel. Yeah, I did see. Yeah, that that, that looks that looks good. Would you ever consider throwing a drop shot on a reel like that? Um, I mean potentially. It it really depends what the drag looks like. Drag? Did you know the drag the drag makes noise like a regular spinning reel? Really, it clicks. Yeah, it clicks like a spinning reel, and it has like a really good drag apparently. Yeah, I mean, if it was if it was every bit as smooth as a spinning reel, I could definitely see that. I mm-hmm. could also see um, potentially locking down the drag on it and having it play more in the grass too. Yeah, yeah. So something that really appealed to me is I listened, I read this article, and it was like cast distance is like relatively the same as far as spinning reels go, but right. like where you where it really like excels is is like accuracy, like pit point perfect you know casting and pitching and all that so i'm like thinking like hey this would be a perfect because it's designed for like super small jigs it'd be perfect to toss around net rigs around like docks and very specific spots um that's yeah. gonna kind of like kind of caught or my even, eye right away even a weightless senko you can hardly cast those with a normal bait caster but that would be pretty nuts even though you'd be pretty shameful while you did it <laughs> yeah man like i really want to try one of them man it's only like I shouldn't say only. It's 190 bucks, which I thought it'd be a whole lot more for everything they put into it. Right. Yeah. It's pretty pretty reasonable. Yeah. Yeah. So I might have to pick up one of those and give it a try for all of my other uh, finesse applications because, you know, I really like catching fish on bait casters. And, you know, I think this might be the next step up as far as, especially Ned Rig fishing is concerned. Right. Part of that is like, I, I've seen some boys aren't real comfortable with a spinning rod in their hands and when they come up north and they're fishing spy baits and like 
little swim baits and stuff, you can get away with throwing them on a really light bait caster. So I mm-hmm. think that would be a cool application for that too. Yeah. Yeah, you always see those guys at tournaments who don't have like a single spinning reel on their on their bowl. <laughs> yeah, You're right. like, how how are you catching fish today? Because you know, all of them are caught on finesse tactics that we all use. Right. You know, a lot of these people, bass fishing is just a matter of power fishing. For what we'd call it. They they throw, you know, spinner baits, all these moving baits, you know, crank baits. Uh, and that's pretty much like how they know how to bass fish, which is crazy to me. And they actually catch some fish, but right. I yeah. think finesse is definitely the way to go for they, a certain yeah, time. Yeah, they clearly weren't born in Minnesota. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, I'm really glad I started out with spinning reels because it keeps everything simple. You can do everything with them, and it gets the job done quite well. Right. All righty. Well, that's all I got, big man. Thanks for joining me. Yeah, thanks for having me. This was fun, and we should definitely definitely. Oh Lord, he just he just glitched out again. Holy moly, this is quite the excursion, to say the least. All right, if you can hear me, uh, let me know. Yeah, I can. I can hear you. Did Did you get my last bit, or did it cut? No, I cut out. Now you want to say that again? Yeah. (laughs) All right, man. Thanks for having me. It's been a good time as always, and hopefully we can hop on again sometime. Yeah, you're dang right, man. I'll be sure to have you on. It was a great time. Thanks for coming on. For sure. All right. Bye. Bye.